Did it work on the first try? Girl, don't jinx it. This is going to start out good, I have a feeling. This is going to be a good episode. I hope so. (laughs) Oh, man. Did you do your civil duty and vote today? Uh, I voted a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. You did the early voting. I did. Did you vote today? I did. I left that was early since I work 45 minutes away from where I live. So I was like, oh, yeah, I need to go before the line gets long. Yeah, and it's not like they can stop you. I think there's some, like, law about that. So, yes, I did, and it'll be interesting to see the results. I am afraid either way. Yes, as am I. (laughs) I am terrified. (laughs) It'll be fine. It's weird, though, because, like, when people are listening to this, they're going to know who won. But, like, we're back in time. Yeah, I know. know. We're literally recording this on Election Day. We have no idea except who we think will win. And honestly, at this point, I really don't know. <laughs> I don't either. I'm definitely wearing my uh, my socks supporting the candidate. I there you go. There you go. But <laughs> do it yeah, like hey, right? <laughs> every little bit of effort counts. I mean, obviously, I had to post a boomerang <laughs> with my I voted sticker so people <laughs> know that I voted. Good. I left mine on the bathroom mirror for the past couple of weeks. I have to put it on. Um, are you going anywhere to watch it tonight? No, I might just turn it on here at my house. I I am not I might, bold enough I to go out. Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not after seeing the TikToks of places getting boarded up. <laughs> um, no. What? Yes, girl. I might just go to a friend's yeah. They're like big cities have already like boarded up all the shops. Um, and because they know it, whoever wins, there will be some kind of a riot i know i work at a grocery store right downtown like oof oh my gosh i work at 7 a.m like i like was very happy that i didn't have to work tonight because i was like i i don't want to deal with it you got really lucky i know wait hang on here's how i'm dealing with it i wonder if you can hear this yes show can (laughs) oh man oh what are you drinking oh my gosh it's a Lacroix. i lied i've never had a Lacroix actually (laughs) What? Yeah, I haven't. You've never had a Truly? You've never I had know, a LaCroix? I know, I'm slacking. I like hardcore. Ooh. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, like I texted you, I'm really glad that you said your story is long because mine is a itty-bitty baby story. So, Is it the one that I think you're going to, the one that you told me you are going yes. to cover? Oh, great. It's like funny. It's lighthearted. So in case yours gets too spooky-ooky, like... We have a lighthearted, you know, conspiracy. Okay, good. This one is kind of, it's creepy. Like, I don't know. It's like a classic alien abduction. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Yeah. So I'm very excited for it. Maybe it's what's going to happen to all of us after the election. I don't know. Maybe it's already happened to me. I I will let you know. Okay, when are we going to get to that? Because everyone's like asking me, like, (laughs) Did she tell you her story yet? And I'm like, no, she's waiting. I don't know. When should we do it, you think? I think our first listener's episode. When okay, that so that's on you. That's on the fans. Uh, Come on now. Yeah. I keep checking our email, and I only have one fan it, mail, and it's still uh, my grandma. Listen, the grandma is our biggest fan at this point. So if, if she emails yeah. in saying she wants me to say it, I'll say it. But that does not give every other fan <laughs> an excuse. We'll just text her. She won't even tell oh, me. Oh, man. 
Okay. Yep. So what what is the name of this classic alien alien story we have going on? All right. Let's get into yeah, it, I I'm, guess. I'm pumped. Um this is the case of also, wait, I, I keep almost calling him Andrew Vasiago. And can I just tell you what I did today? Because it was, I like did it and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe yes, go I ahead. did this. So slight background, Andy, Andrew Vasiago is a guy who claims to be a time traveler who like goes to Mars and talks to um, aliens, job. right? And like talks to, yeah. And he says that he talks to future presidents on Mars. And like he knows who the president is going to be and stuff. I literally googled Andrew Bassiago 2020 okay, election. Gold, 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 gold. Do you, did he also see Obama on Mars? Yeah, he said okay, he saw okay. Obama on Mars, but I don't think he. Yeah, I don't know if he said anything about Trump hmm. on Mars. Okay, Dan. I'm not sure how to feel about that. We'll we'll definitely cover him okay. at some point. Yeah, but he has not said anything <laughs> because he probably he's probably know. scared. Okay. Yeah, he maybe is just, like, chilling on Mars. Why would he come back yeah, right now? Yeah, literally. All right. Here is the case that I'm covering called Ziggy Adamski. Have you heard no, of him? No, I'm excited. Okay, it's kind of like a two-parter, um, but the, they're, like, very closely okay. related. So, Ziggy Adamski, we'll jump right into him. He was born in Poland in 1924, and he moved to England in 1945, um, he was a British citizen at this point, and he was living in a small town called Tingley in Britain. Yeah. He had been happily married to his wife, Lottie, for 29 years at the time of his death, and the pair seemed really happy together. They were just like a cute old oh, couple. So sweet. Um, I know. They're like a sweet old couple. They lived like a really normal life. They were close with the neighbors. They, you know, had this like outwardly good marriage, but um, there's no reason to point anything weird about this guy. Just okay. a happy dude. Lottie, unfortunately, was in a wheelchair because she had um, MS, um, and Ziggy acted like her caretaker. Lottie always says what a great job he did to take care of her and never would have left her to fend for oh herself. Oh, my God. Okay. I know. I know. And he had been doing that for 10 years, I think, at this point. So it's not like he just took this caretaker role. Like, he had been doing this for her for so long. It's so cute. Ziggy had his own health is issues, um, which were chronic bronchitis from being a heavy smoker and working at a... I don't know the word for it. A coal place, a place that does coal, but a not coal a miner. Man. Not um, he. I, I think it was above ground oh, okay. coal work shopping. I don't know. He it's called a coalery. He did coal. I don't know. Coal. coal. Got it. The <laughs> lake yes. in uh, Scotland. Yeah. It's coal. Um. So he was a little bit sick, but nothing that would like. He had bronchitis, but he was fine. Like, don't give him COVID. But right. Other than that, he was bronchitis and BD. Got it. Yeah. A little bit mm -hmm. MBD, right? When he had gotten news that the Lofthouse Colliery, the place that he worked, would be closing down in about a year, he applied for early retirement because he was about 56 years old. He was nearing retirement age anyway, and he's like, I might as well just apply for early retirement. He was denied, and he was a little down about it, but like nothing that would really point any drastic direction. Um, he wouldn't just like walk out of his life. He was a little bit disappointed, but you know, he's like, okay, I'll just work till it closes. Okay, so year, it wasn't you know? like. You know, it was obvious suicide or anything. Okay. Yeah. I lost my spot. Oh, yeah. He was really excited, in fact, because on June 7th, he was supposed to give away his goddaughter at her wedding, and he was really looking forward to giving her mm -hmm. away. June 7th, 1980. On June 6th, he had family in town for the wedding, and they, were, they hung out. They had some meals together, and then he slipped out to go buy some groceries. 
He had made small talk with a neighbor as he left the house and continued on his way. According to the shop owner, Ziggy came in, brought his groceries, seemed to be in a good spirit, and headed out right on schedule. Okay. However, he never made it back oh. home. Ziggy. The shopkeeper, the shopkeeper was the last person reported okay. to have seen him. His wife immediately knew something bad had happened, and she thought he had been kidnapped. Oh. His whereabouts were a total mystery. Nobody knew where he was for those five days, and we still have no idea where he was for those five days. Um, until on the fifth day, a coal miner, completely separate from him. I don't know if this is like a coal-rich area mm-hmm. or something, but he was on a remote coal road. And then I wrote, I knew nothing <laughs> about coal, clearly. Um, <laughs> he spotted a man's body on top of a 10-foot coal pile 20 miles away in a town called Todd Morden. So 20 miles away from Tingley. Um, on top of a coal pile was a body. At ten at four ten p.m., a police officer, Alan Godfrey, attended the scene. He was the lead investigator, and I want you to remember his name because he becomes very important okay. later. Alan Godfrey. Alan Godfrey got it. Here's what we know um, about the body that they found. It was Ziggy. They claim that he died from heart failure around noon, June 11th, which is the same day he was found. His body was wearing a suit without a shirt. Or a watch, and it was fastened incorrectly, like someone didn't know how to fasten up a suit. He didn't have a shirt underneath. The shoes were tied strangely. Everything wasn't quite right. Like definitely, he had been dressed by someone other than himself, probably post mortem. But it's like the person who dressed him didn't know what a suit looked like Mm -hmm. on a person. He had one day of beard growth, even though he had died five days after he had gone missing, showing that he had been shaved, or he had been allowed to shave. His hair was messily chopped off. And he had clearly eaten well and rested well in the days before his death. He had strange burn marks on his head, his shoulders, and his collarbones. They were called very precise, like the person inflicting them was, like, it wasn't like burning a guy because he was, you know, it wasn't like torture. Someone was, like, burning him for a right, reason. Right, right. And they were just, like, very, like, placed on his collarbones, placed on his head, placed on his neck. The These burns were covered in a weird yellow-green ointment that no scientists could identify and the burns were said to have happened three days before his death so he wasn't killed from these burns and the ointment on him even though they sent it out to forensic labs they couldn't tell what this was okay weird uh here's uh alan godfrey we're gonna quote our favorite man right now um this is a quote from him that he says about the look on ziggy's Mm -hmm. face those eyes were staring up at me i was looking down at him from a foot away those eyes sent a shudder down my spine they were wide open he had the look of someone who had seen something or someone that had scared him to death. Okay. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yikes. The weirdest part about how the body was found was he was found laying on his back completely clean. Like, when you climb up a pile of coal, you're yeah, dirty. You, like, you, right. You're, yeah. So it's almost like he had been dropped from above onto the coal. Because even if he had been, he was a full-grown 56-year-old man. Like, even if he had been, like, dragged up the coal by, like, a murderer, he would have been dirty, right? Right, and also, I mean, it's not like he... Okay, I don't know how good of shape he was in, but, like, bronchitis, 56-year-old. Yeah. I don't see those people climbing up coal. No, and even if... We'll get to, like, the how good of a shape you're in thing, but, yeah, you don't just, like tippy-toe dance the top of a coal pile and stay totally clean in your suit that's falling off and then lay down and die. Like, this is not what people do. The lead investigator, our friend Adam Godfrey, thinks that Mr. Adamski didn't... Mr. Adamski is um, Ziggy. I quoted this. 
didn't die where he was found, but had been placed there by someone or something. So how did he get onto the coal? Um, here's some theories. Maybe the KGB killed him, but he was Polish. I mean, like, because this came up because he was Polish and people were like, oh, Polish, KGB. But why was he in this town he had never been to? Why would the KGB dump him on a pile of coal? They could have killed him so easy and just, like, made the body disappear. Why would they kill him a year before retirement, years after he had ever lived in Poland? He was another citizen. He posed no threat. Okay, you know? for um, it just doesn't make any listeners that don't know, Cal, can you explain what a KGB is? I don't know. I'm thinking it's like a spy. Okay, that's what... Like a Russian okay, spy. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I actually don't. Now that I think about it, it's some kind of like Russian spy For a second, situation. I was like, Knights of the Round Table? But that has like nothing in that letter. Like K for knights. But at all. No. <laughs> oh, knights. Knights of the... Yeah. I don't know. Guy who was Correct. called Nicole. So Russian spies was a theory. But that just doesn't make sense that they would kill him that way. If they were going to execute him for reasons that we have no idea, because it just doesn't fit, they could have done it so much easier. Yeah. Suicide is also an option. Nothing really points to it. Like, nothing has to point to suicide for people to still commit suicide. But nothing points to suicide. He was really excited about giving his goddaughter away. Why would he choose this town in uh, Toddmorden that he had never been to? And also, when you want to kill yourself, you don't just lay down and yeah, die. Yeah, didn't they say you the know, cause like, of death was like heart failure? They reluctantly ruled it as heart failure. So, like, they say, I don't know, but like heart failure, <laughs> okay, you know? got it. Um, and that's my next line. Heart failure, maybe, but why up on top of a coal pile? How would you, like, tippy-toe to a coal pile, be healthy enough to get up there without getting dirty, and then just, like, lay down and when die? When you have that kind of internal power, you're just like, I die now. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, it's hard to just, like, snap your fingers and be dead. Right. Like, something killed him. Some say it was a ball lightning that struck him on his way home, and he was left dazed, confused, and wandering. Okay. Um, and then he was just so out of it that he laid down and had heart failure. That could be, I guess. But someone would have seen him haphazardly dressed in a suit, wandering down the street. Like, it, it wasn't urban. Mm-hmm. Like, it was... It was very rural where he was, but still you'd see a dude wandering around. And it doesn't explain why he was so clean. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, maybe um, he had, like, an un, I don't know, identified, like, mental illness. Like, he was sundowning or something. But, like, if you were gone for five days um, and you came in contact with no one, you wouldn't be that clean or shaven or well-fed. Yeah, exactly. The well-fed thing. I didn't even think about that. And people were looking for right. this guy. Like, his whole family was like, where is he? Like, his wife knew immediately something bad had happened. So she started the search. Where And where was he for those five days? Like, where was he hiding? Right. He wasn't just wandering. When Godfrey, our friend, the investigator, was asked about the possibility of aliens, he said, quote, I am open-minded. I can't rule it out. Oh, come on, Godfrey. We like to hear that. Well, we're going to... We like Godfrey. We're about to get to Godfrey. Okay. Okay. So now here's the story. Let's pause the story on Ziggy up here because that's kind of all we know about him. Like, that's the end of that. But to explain it, we're going to get into Adam Godfrey's story. Okay. Adam was a respected policeman and the investigator in the case, and he will be the link to answering the questions about Ziggy based on his own encounter November 28th, 1980. 
which is about six months after he found Adam. Late at night, he was working as his, at his policeman job, trying to round up some loose cows, which was the job that he had been assigned to. Oh, like, okay. Imagine calling the police in the middle of the night, driving around to find cows. It was late at night. It was dark. He was tired. He was alone in his car. It's not like he had backup. But he was less than one mile from where he found Ziggy. Ooh, okay. As he was driving down the dark street, he saw some headlights that he first thought was a bus in the road. As he got closer, he realized it was a UFO. Okay. He says the ship was a metal disc with a dome and a row of windows. He also called it diamond-shaped. So, like, it's kind of hard. Like, it's like a diamond with a dome and there's windows and lights. He has a little picture of it. I'll post the picture that he draws. When he tried to radio for help, he found that his... His work radio and his um, personal radio both didn't work. He decided to sketch it quickly. So he like, I don't know why he had a pen and paper in his car, but he ripped that out and he started sketching. Hmm. And he drew this thing. Um, And as he was sketching, moments later, all of a sudden, he saw a flash of light and he was back in his car driving. Whoa. He was about 30 meters down the road as if he had never seen it. Weird. Okay. Fifteen minutes had passed, and his boot soles had split open, like, suggesting that he was dragged along the road against his will. That's unsettling. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The last thing he remembered was that bright flash of light. He told one of his buddies, his colleagues, and remember, he was, like, a well-respected man. He told his buddies about this, and they blabbed, and they made a whole newspaper about it, claiming to be UFOs, and his name got kind of dragged through the mud a little bit, because, like... I don't know. It it would like you're right, a, right. You're an important guy, and you're like, I was abducted by aliens. Like he was like, okay, someone talked, but it did show a link that a few other people on Todd Morden had seen bright lights in the sky that night. Things kind of got blown out of proportion, and they wanted to do a hypnosis to see what he might have seen in those 15 minutes of lost yeah, time. Yeah. And under hypnosis, he gave a kind of sketchy overview. I couldn't find any like really good like accounts of what he saw but he said they asked him questions gave a physical exam and they were talking to one another he said one was small and ugly and the other one was tall and handsome okay dean (laughs) and i'm like i know and i'm like how would you okay whatever you definitely fancied one of them but um he said these two worked together talked to him like no one was hurt or anything it was just a talk and then they were back in the car I don't know how I feel about that. Well, it also doesn't answer the question of, like, how did they communicate? Did they speak English? Did they telepathically communicate? Oh, true. I feel like they probably had to te- telepathically communicate. Because, like, this story of, like, being kidnapped, time passing, not knowing where you are. Like, the Betty and Barney right. Hill, it's really similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, It's telepathic. No, I agree. I think that's probably what happened, too. I think that's crazy that they can do that. I know. I know. I wish I could do that. Just get into people's heads. (laughs) Stay out of my head. Oh, gosh. So a little bit later, Godfrey self-published a book, which looks amazing. And it has a little alien on the cover. And it says, who or what were they? Which includes his his speculations about the Adamski case. So he has a lot in this book. It's a whole book. I didn't read it. But one of the things that includes is the Adamski case. Mr. Godfrey is now 70 and he's an adorable old man. I'll have to show you a picture of him. Yes, please. Yeah, he would definitely be our friend. He told an article called The Examiner that the story he told under hypnosis was probably a dream, saying, I never said I was abducted by aliens. Hmm. But 
Yeah, right. you did. In a whole book. Yeah, okay. <laughs> exactly. Sir, just say it. Just say you, you did. Okay. Yeah, just say you're abducted by aliens. I know people make fun of you, but come right. on. Like, you gotta do it for us. So here's a quote from the Wormwood Chronicles, which kind of explains back to Adamski. Now we're kind of closing the book on um, Godfrey. I'm going to talk about Ziggy okay. Adamski again. So here's a quote that I took copy-paste from this website that Lottie says. So Lottie, the wife, her first thoughts upon learning about Ziggy's death was that he had been abducted by someone related to his, to his family member. Hmm. Or sorry, they also learned that Adamski's body was probably not found facing up, but had been turned over by the ambulance crew before police arrived or the people that okay, found okay, him. Okay, 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 okay. Um, but wouldn't his face be dirty? That's a good point. Why wasn't his face Listen, dirty? I'm not saying I'm on to something, but I'm on to something. Yeah, that's a good point. Because like, if you climb up a pile of coal, you're dirty and you grab the guy. Now he's dirty. Like it has to be untouched for him to be so clean, right? right? It's really dirty, I think. I don't know. Lottie still thinks that he had likely been turned over by the ambulance crew. They decide that Adamski had probably not been abducted by aliens, but rather a family member. And they think he was confined to a shed where he somehow came into contact with acid, which is where the burns came from, um, because they were more like chemical burns Mm -hmm. than fire burns, and then later died of heart failure before being placed on the coal. I don't think that answers a lot of questions. Apparently, there was, like, as perfect of a life as Ziggy seems to live, there was some contention kind of with a family member i don't know what it's about but doesn't everyone have like a family member where there's a little bit of tension yeah but like i just don't know if tension covers abducting a family member and putting them in a shed it doesn't and like it's still no he would have had to have a perfectly timed heart attack yes and would and i thought they said it was precise like yeah, I feel like if you came in contact with acid, it would only take a one burn for you to realize, don't touch that. Unless he was being tortured with acid and like they were dipping poles in acid. I don't <laughs> Maybe. know. Maybe. I'm not like a skilled torturer. Like, I'm not buying this theory, but okay. I'm not either, especially because the coal worker who found him was working there and would have seen someone dump a body. Surely, yeah. Yeah, all he the way he describes it is he was working there in the morning, and then all of a sudden in the afternoon there was a body there. Oh, okay, casual. Got it. Yeah, that's why he freaked out and called the police. <laughs> um, here's a quote from the coroner who dealt with uh, Ziggy, and he told the BBC in 2003 that Ziggy was the biggest mystery of his career. He wasn't convinced of any of the theories relating to paranormal activity, but he didn't necessarily say they weren't true, so... He just said he wasn't convinced. Right. To quote him, he says, The question of where he was before he died and what led to his death just can't be answered. Mm. So obviously my motto is if you can't answer it, aliens. It's aliens, yeah. Like a lot of things point to aliens, especially with the investigator being abducted just six months later. Yeah. Um, Maybe something about Todd Morden shows that this was like a perfect place. Maybe it's on a mountain. Okay, I don't think it is. But, like, maybe aliens pick this place and like it. I don't know why they would pick him. Just maybe, like, out of opportunity. And a question that I have that I could not find Mm -hmm. is, was he wearing a suit when he was abducted? Okay, because didn't he go to the grocery store? Yeah. And this was not the day of the wedding. This was the day before? No, it was the day before. Yeah. 
and he was just chilling with some family. So I don't know if he went to the grocery store. Like it doesn't make. I don't think he just go to a grocery store. In a like suit. And you were, unless you were doing like an at home rehearsal dinner, maybe. Maybe. But like unlikely. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. So I I want that question answered. Was the suit his? Because if not, where to get that suit? Right. And they never found his watch that he wore every day or his wallet or his shirt. Those things are just also, gone. Also, that wouldn't explain why the lab researchers, whatever, couldn't identify that, like, Vaseline-looking stuff. Yeah, like the orange or the um, greenish-yellow yeah. blue. It's almost like the aliens accidentally killed him. <laughs> Sorry. Like, they were... I mean, if they were just doing, like, this research on him and they made these little holes and they tried to fix it with Vaseline stuff, like, maybe it was, like, magic Vaseline stuff that would, like, cure him. Mm-hmm. But he had a heart attack because he was afraid because they're the ugly alien. Yeah, that, um, and th- they maybe should have learned from that about. moment, only send the nice-looking one in. Only send that one in. He made these... I'm going to send you a picture. He made these cute little drawings. Oh. And there is one handsome one and one ugly one. Let me pull it up. I saved it to my desktop. I really hope I don't hang up on you again. Here he is. I'm sending you a picture. One, like, he has a little drawing of the spaceship, too. Okay. I'm going to screenshot that. He's a crazy looking, he's a cutie. I don't know. I can't tell how I feel about him. I'm going to show you what he looks like now holding his little book, too. I'm sending you both. Both of these will be on our Instagram. Yes. We will keep that. Oh, it came through. <gasps> oh, okay. Well, he's kind of crazy looking. But you know what? Yeah, he looks cuter as an old man. Yeah, I bet so. Um, so is the one he's drawing in that? Oh, he is so cute as an old man. Yeah. Whoa. And so is that alien. Wow, look at that alien. The one he has such a crush on. Okay, but like, <laughs> if that's what he actually looked like, I'm just saying it. I'm a. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. If an alien abducted me and they happen to resemble John Stamos. AKA Uncle Jesse from Full House, I would not be mad. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if any alien abducted Period. me. Girl, that's that's the tea. I mean, listen, at this point, zap us <laughs> up. We haven't we don't have standards for what you look like. <laughs> Did you see his little book, like the little drawing that he made, the who or what were they? Oh my gosh. Look over his book, it has like half an alien head and the UFO. Yeah, and, like, a him literally trying to say, I mean, I'm not saying I was abducted. I never said I was abducted by aliens. Okay, sir, then what's on the front <laughs> of your book? Okay. Then explain this photo. Yeah, I never said I was abducted by aliens. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah, exactly. No takesies backsies. Right. But yeah. Oh, and I'll show you this creepy picture. This is the only picture that they have of Ziggy. Is it of his dead he body? It looks like... Oh, we have one of those. Okay, too. send me this that. Send picture me that. Of his face. Okay. Here's his face. The only picture of his creepy ass face. Is this post mortem? Like, I'm sure. No, it's pre mortem. But I'm sure it's just so Girl. long ago they don't have a lot of good pictures, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's dashing young he's man. He's scary. It's just a bad photo, and here's his dead okay. body. Perfect. You can't see his face, though. Tragic. Okay. Yeah, all you can see is like he's just laying there. He looks like he's just laying in a nest, kind of, on top of coal. Oh, yeah, that's weird. That is bizarre. I'm just going to go back and look at Godfrey again, this cute old man. Right. Or this dashing alien. Exactly. Hello. (laughs) And then the ugly one next to him looks like a dog. I don't even know, like, what I'm looking at for the one next to him. 
Like it doesn't even have like <laughs> a like mouth. A light bulb. Yeah, <laughs> it just has like a flat eyeball across. Yeah, maybe that means its eye was like, closed. <laughs> maybe it's a cyclops winking. Ooh, maybe. But yeah, that's the story of Ziggy and Godfrey. Oh my gosh, I didn't. I've never heard of him before. That's a good one. I'm gonna look. I had heard of him, but I like didn't know where I'd heard of it. So I was like googling like boy dropped on coal by owls. Like I forgot Why like, that me, the story. I forgot the story. So I was just like googling everything until I found this. I'm like, this is it. Dang! I was trying to see if they have more pictures of these body. No, they don't have any body pictures. That is tragic. I don't know why. Maybe there was like, a rule in Britain not to show scared to death faces. I mean, yeah, but like, hello. We're curious. I know. Can you be scared to death? Yes. Like, literally, can you? Yeah. You can? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that lady who got sucked out of a plane? Okay, well, I don't know about that. I mean, I feel like you would die regardless, but <laughs> um, yeah, it's possible to be scared to death. No, the lady that got sucked out of a plane, her seatbelt was still on, but she got sucked out and had a heart attack. I mean, I would too. I would too, but do you think anyone can just, like, really scare you to death? Yeah, and apparently you can also genuinely be bored to death, and you can genuinely die from a broken heart. Oh, Yeah, that's tragic. I How do you be bored to death? I don't know. You just give up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what <laughs> Ziggy did. Hate. Maybe that's what Ziggy did. He just got bored. Maybe. Ugh, my stupid goddaughter's getting married. Yeah. I'm out. You said you were happy about it, but mm, no. Mm-mm. That girl's a talker. I can't sit through <laughs> an entire dinner with her. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. I feel bad for that poor girl, though, because, like, she was all ready for her wedding, and, like, someone was going to give her away, and then he just pieces? Yeah, that's kind of... I don't know. It's suspect. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Um, okay, well, that one was really good, and, um, basically, mine is a bunch of bullshit, so, let's get into it. Let's, (laughs) I'm, I'm not that, okay, let's just do it. Oh, man, I literally started doing these notes, and I was like, yeah, our listeners are gonna click off right about now. I wanna hear, I'm gonna hold my duck, hang on, okay. Okay. So, I'm doing the conspiracy theory that pigeons aren't real, um, and this conspiracy actually goes as, <laughs> goes as broad as saying um, some people believe birds are not real, but we'll get to that. Um, okay. Oh, my God. So, obviously, everyone knows what a pigeon is. Um, especially if you live in like large cities, um, very urban areas, they kind of, you know, cluster looking for food. Um, but if you ask people, a lot of people have said that they have never seen a baby pigeon or a nest, uh, which I mean, I've, I've never seen a baby pigeon or a pigeon nest. I have a nest. TikTok video of a baby pigeon. I heard they're ugly. Yeah, <laughs> but they're fake. Uh, yeah, they're obviously fake. Okay, so you didn't see a baby That's a pigeon. Good point. Where did they nest? Okay, listen, we're gonna get to it. Okay, okay. So theory number one was my favorite theory, um, just because honestly, and I'll send you the pictures to Kel when I get to it. But um, yes, and I'll post them on Instagram. But oh my gosh, okay. It was just so, so I watched an entire YouTube video on this theory and I was just like, 
Oh my god. They're on to something. Okay. Okay. So theory number one was that pigeons were created to increase car wash demand. Oh my gosh. Okay. So um <laughs> yeah. So this theory started in 1969 um, when Charles... It's that old? Yes. It's 52 years old? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Oh, my God. Okay. 1969, Charles, a.k.a. Charlie Howard, opened up his first auto bail car wash station in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and despite this being like a huge idea, um, some would even say revolutionary, uh, times were tough for most Americans, and a lot of people found it useless at the time. Um, and then in a matter of six months after he opened this auto bell car wash station, he was already on the verge of bankruptcy. So mm. during this time, Charlie met a man named Martin Villick Sullivan, um, and he was actually an engineer in mechanics, graduate from Columbia College. Um, and they met during a partridge hunt. What are the odds? So partridges are birds, right? Correct. Um, and a partridge. That's the only yep. way okay. I. That's, that's a partridge. Yes, okay. That is exactly what I sang to myself when I read that sentence. <laughs> At first, I thought it was a fox, but no, I gotcha. <laughs> a fox. Okay. Um, I don't know fox hunting. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay, so this was the prime opportunity for these two men to meet. Um, Martin was very intrigued with the idea of Charlie's car wash station business idea. And so they decided to go into business together and became associates. Um, from this moment forward, they began spending like entire days in Martin's basement <laughs> workshopping in order to find a solution for like why Charlie was going bankrupt. Like, how can we fix it? Um, and they figured okay. out the obstacle that they were, they were trying to overcome and fix was that American people found that their cars were clean enough. Like, they just didn't see the point in cleaning their car. Okay, I'll give that to you. I mean, fair. fair. My car had my other day in my car. Okay, so I took it to get, uh, like, the new, like, Texas tag. We have to get one every couple of years. And the person in my car to do, like, the emissions test left the window open. And, like, little bugs got in. And, yeah, so I have, like, ants in my car now. No matter how many I kill, there's still little ants. But then I was driving to the mall yesterday, and Mitch was in my passenger seat. And, like, there was, like, flies around her. And I yelled, that's not part of my ecosystem. <laughs> oh, man. I <laughs> freaking like, hate bugs. I would freak out. Same, but I say my car's clean enough. Yeah, I mean, that's genuinely, like, unless something is blocking my vision or, like, affecting my getting in and out of the car, like, my car's clean. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um. Okay, so that was what they figured out was the obstacle they needed to fix. And um, thinking back to how they met, um, they came out with this idea. Um, a bird-looking automaton robot thing able to fly and spread a substance that's very hard to clean. Bird shit. Okay, in case you didn't know. <laughs> so their mission was obviously to fly above cars and drop the substance um, encasing cars with this nastiness um, that you would inevitably have to go to a car wash to get off. Oh. Um, and it was actually a huge success um, after this supposedly happened. Quickly, Charlie and Martin's company took off, um, so they did patent this um, robot bird pigeon thing. 
Um, and this actually led Ew. to hundreds of car wash stations opening across the United States of America. Wait, can you like go online and see a patent for this? Because I know like there's like a list of all the patents out there. I don't know. I did not look it up, honestly. Um, I didn't want to ruin the magic in case there is not one. Um, okay, fair. If there isn't one, it's because it's hidden. That's exactly right. Yes. Haters will say it's fake. Okay. They always do. They always do. Um, so they finally decide, after like hundreds of stations like opened up across the United States, um, Charlie and Martin actually decided to sell the patent. Um, meaning that this new theory of like these robot birds has turned global and um, people believe that pigeons are still used by car wash firms, but other lobbies became quickly interested, such as like private monument cleaning firms, which I was like, okay. Um, Why do pigeons pick monuments? It's always monuments. Like they don't just like. That's what I'm saying. On sidewalk. Thank you. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I see more dog crap on the sidewalk than bird poop. True. That's all I'm saying. It's always a monument. Um. Oh, okay. So this uh, patent remained a secret <laughs> for 40 years until a famous Russian ornithologist named Sergei Dmitriev addressed the issue in 2007. Um, and he admitted that after hours of observing the behavior of pigeons, something seemed off. Um, and in this video that I watched, it was in Russian, so I had to read the subtitles. But um, <laughs> he addressed, so, okay, never mind, I'm not even going to say it. Uh, he addressed things such as they play no role, no role in the food chain, no animals hunt them, none at all. Um, he has, he has never been able to find a pigeon at night after searching endlessly for them, um, which he believes means that if they are an automatonic robot thing that maybe at night they go back to their like charging stations or whatever to recharge. Like a, wait, I just cracked something. Okay. What? Bird scooter. Okay. Yeah. You're onto something. Don't know what, but I'm onto something. Yes. Scooters. Bird scooters have to go away at night to charge. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then, like I said, that a lot of people um, can, can't recall seeing, like, a baby pigeon, eggs, or a nest in real life. Um, which he also said that the way pigeons' heads move is very odd. So, that was interesting. You can't tell that I'm doing it right now, but I am. Are you moving your head like a pigeon? <laughs> that is hilarious. Okay. As soon as you said it, started doing it. So, that <laughs> was... It. That ain't right. That was the first theory, which is my personal favorite. Um, Because, like, hey, that that's kind of smart. Like, I could see how that would be a thing. Um, Yeah. So. I guess... Don't be a hater, Kel. Don't be a hater. Okay, I agree. <laughs> okay, so theory number two is that pigeons um, are government-issued spies. Um, yeah, so we're going to get into that one. Uh, China what? Has, yes, girl, along with birds in general, but I'm just going to focus on pigeons. Dang hell. Okay. China apparently has already reportedly launched a spy drone that looks exactly like a bird to watch over the nation's cities. Um, and this isn't like the first time 
we have been hearing about pigeons being used in like communication or whatever. So pigeons have actually been used for multiple operations in the past, like carrying important messages during times of war, specifically World War One and World War Two. I was going to say a carrier pigeon and like, how would a bird know where to go? Like, right. they'd have to have some kind of remote in their head. Listen, that's what I'm saying. Um, okay. So like due to pigeons flight speeds, as well as the ability to fly at certain altitudes, it was like perfect for nations to use these birds to communicate with each other's during time of war. Um, however, it has been revealed that pigeons weren't only used for means of communication. They were also used quote unquote, or supposedly were going to be used as spies during the Cold War. And okay. this was actually confirmed by the CIA. <laughs> really? They were like, yeah. What? So this, why would they ever admit that? So the CIA, the CIA actually <laughs> declassified details of its secret Cold War spy pigeon mission. Um, and files reveal how pigeons were trained for I can't pronounce this word clandestine 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 yes I don't know I don't know but we're going with that because that sounded good um we're trained wait okay but like did it work or was it just like a room full of pigeons pooping on researchers that's what I'm wondering because it said they were trained for these types of missions photographing photographing sensitive sites inside the Soviet Union so um, okay, so this typic this theory um was typically debunked just because that they were like, if they are spies, they are the most ineffective spies ever because, like you said, they they just poop and then they just um eat food. They like fight over food in big <laughs> groups. so and crash into windows. Don't forget that exactly. So, um, we can see that, like I said, when they're in a flock fighting over a large piece of bread. Or like, you know, when they're doing that instead of, I don't know, watching the people they're supposed to be watching. So, yeah. Yeah, they'd be really bad at their job. Right. Um, And so I would feel like if this was also true, that if they were watching and someone in turn was watching, I guess, or getting reports, that this would also kind of correlate in like a decrease of crime. I mean, or something like, you know, some big brother would always be watching, I guess you could say. Um, but then I was like, also, but I was like, also, this could just like be an observation tool. And like, this is a social experiment. You know what I'm saying? Like they said that they were doing this with birds, but then they never actually did. So people are afraid of birds. Well, I'm just thinking like, if they are, you know, if they can spy on us through these pigeons, maybe they're not acting. Like I said, like you would think they would want to jump out and do something you know to help prevent crime maybe they're just letting it play out so they can see like an outsider's perspective of society interesting i don't know i don't know um and then this one is kind of crazy um this one is okay well no like this bullet (laughs) on this theory um which is why i say like a lot of people have now like followed this new trend of saying all birds are fake Because um, some people claim that the CIA actually are the ones that organized the assassination of JFK uh, because he refused 
to go along with the idea of killing 12 billion birds and replacing them with the government-issued drones that had a bird-like appearance. So. Okay. That one was, like, off the wall, but I was like, I feel like I need to include it. Wait, okay, so the government killed JFK. Correct, is what I'm hearing. Because JFK had some weird affection for these birds and wouldn't let them get murdered. Yes. To be replaced with drones. Yeah, so the government could spy on its people. Okay. Just making sure we're on the right page. Correct. I mean, I'm telling you, like, like it's crazy. It's off the wall. Um, people truly believe this. It's wild to me. I mean, it's not as wild as people that believe flat earth. I'm going to be real. Okay, yeah. I mean, the, at least this is plausible, in my opinion. This is more plausible than flat earth? Yes! That's the rounder in me coming out, but... Okay, okay. I put up a poll on Instagram to see who was around her, and I got one person out of, like, 40 that voted that said it's possible. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Um, and then theory three, I was like, they're just birds. Like, there's literally nothing uh, that's going to prove that they are spies or robots. Um, and then I kind of just wrote down some notes that kind of, solidify the idea that they are genuinely just birds um so i have the answer to some is quite simple um and that they're just birds that swarm and want food um many people use the following to explain the things that some people say they may find odd about pigeons um so feral pigeons are the ones we see in like new york city in the large urban areas um, and they actually descended from rock doves. It's a certain type of dove. And they actually remain essentially the same type of bird. Um, so the rock okay. dove, um, the specific one is the Columbia leva, likes to construct its nest on the ledges of cliff faces. Um, and rock doves inhabit high rocks near the seacoast in the cavities of which it lives the greater part of the year. So they definitely put their nests in areas people would not be prone to seeing, like on a cliff, in a cavity, on a seacoast. Like, I mean. Okay, so very hidden. Very, very hidden. Very meticulously placed. Like, you're not just going to see it on your front porch. And, like, multiply that with, like, the ones that build their nests, like, out in the open in New York City are going to get stepped on or killed and, like. Right. Evolution here. Exactly. Um, so way back when humans spent more time hanging in and around caves, um, nobody would have batted an eye at the sight of a baby pigeon, um, which fun fact, baby pigeons are often referred to as squabs, um, in case you didn't know, squab, squabs, uh, I think it it might be squab, (laughs) S-Q-U-A-B-S. That reminds me of the word for um someone whose parents are wizards, but they're not. Isn't that squab also? I don't know. From Harry Potter? I don't... Oh, I don't know. I know muggle. I know mudblood. And then there's one for the opposite, and for some reason I thought it was a squab. It might be. Guys, write in. I might write be. in if you know that. Yeah. If you're mad that I got it wrong, let me know. Yes. Um. So, squabs. We're going to go with that because it's cuter. Um... <laughs> Squabs so are typically believed to not fly the nest until they are full grown, um, meaning that you will probably not see them unless you're looking in a nest, which you will 
have to find in a dark cave on a seacoast cliff. Um, but yeah, they kind of just chill there until they're full grown. And if the nests are hidden away in nooks and crannies, um, it would typically, you would find it, the nests in like a nook and cranny of like an abandoned church or a house or, you know, something you would just have to stumble across to see. Uh, yeah, like they're good at hiding. Right. And then I also said that squabs, <laughs> that's so funny. Okay. <laughs> squabs nestling periods are, um, which mean from hatching to fledging, which I guess is like, I don't know anything about birds. So I'm assuming fledging means like, I guess, leaving feathers and leaving. Yeah. Um, it takes roughly 40 days, which is twice as long as like a normal garden bird. So I'm assuming like, I don't know, a red robin or a canary. I don't even know if those are garden birds, but you get my drift. Um, a parrot. <laughs> no. Yes. A toucan. Yes. Correct. Typical in my backyard toucan. <laughs> yes. So um, those are like, I don't know, I guess they would just hatch and then leave the nest quicker. Those are typically the ones you would find on like your front porch or on your fence. Um, but these stay or have a longer nestling period, I guess you could say, um, that consists of like 40 days. And I've also didn't do the math, but it said like up to six weeks sometimes. So. Okay. Wait, um, what's long? Six weeks is longer than wait. Yes, I think so. I'm also going to send you a picture of, uh, this like blueprint that they said Charlie and Martin came up with. Okay. Along with I'll have to send you my picture of the baby p- pigeon. Yes, please do. Okay, I just sent okay. it. Let's it's see. loading. Or okay. it's sending or whatever. Do, do, do. I'm looking for... Oh, there it is. Huh. <laughs> I see it. I see it. I mean, I don't, like, get it, but I see it. <laughs> I get it, but, like, I don't get it. <laughs> I physically have it on my phone. Right. That's the bird right there. But, yeah. Here's my baby pigeon. I'm sending it to you. Okay. Ooh, it's probably going to be ugly. How do I ma- mail it? Oh, I'm so old. <laughs> I love that, like, the bottom picture I sent you just says it was a huge success with bird crap Where? all over this person's car. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I guess you could say that was a success. Okay, it's typing. Ah! Okay, that is not what I thought a baby pigeon would look like. Is it? A, is that? A, I don't even know if that's a baby pigeon. You know what it kind of reminds me of? What? It reminds me of Kevin from Up. Yeah. It looks like like an ostrich, but fat. Correct. Yes. If Kevin from Up was like shrunk down real small. Yeah. This would be And like pigeon colored? Correct. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I was running and I saw this and I like stopped and I like took videos of it and I was like photographing it. Like, I don't know if that is a pigeon, but see... The thing is, and now I know this, that they descend from doves, but I always thought they look so similar. To doves? Yeah. Yeah, they do. But doves are pretty and white, and for some reason, pigeons are like rats of the air. <laughs> okay, but you're not wrong. Um, You're exactly right. Where did I live that you could tell how old a pigeon was based on whether or not it had toes or, like, nubs? Um, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've never heard of that. 
There are some places that if a pigeon lives through winter, its toes freeze off and it walks around on little fists. That toes is fell so off. tragic. Oh my gosh. No, it does. I'm now. I have to send you this. <laughs> pigeon nubs. No. Uh, okay. Nothing came up. Okay, because you're lying. I'm not. <laughs> oh wait. Here's a pigeon with nubs. Okay, but okay, like, is kidding. it real? It yeah. This is what a over one year old pigeon looks like. Because its toes froze off. I think it was Amsterdam where we saw these pigeons everywhere. <gasps> that is so sad. It's fine. Okay, yeah, you cannot <laughs> tell me that bird you sent me a picture of is a baby pigeon. Why not? I mean, maybe it's just, like, the flesh throwing me off. But, like, oh. I feel like their heads <laughs> are not even the same shape. That's true. The beaks aren't really the same. Oh, the beaks are totally different shapes. Okay, so everyone that's been listening just X day, Kel did not see a baby pigeon, but we will put it on the Instagram story and you can decide. Well, like the it doesn't have that white thing on top of the beak. Maybe that white thing's like I don't know. Maybe it's a microphone. <gasps> yes, a microphone. Yes, exactly. I don't know what kind of bird that would be though that you saw. I mean look how I don't know. Bird feet freak me out. Right? Like ugh, they're so weird. Yeah, not cute. Not cute. No offense if you have a pet bird. But yeah, no offense, but you're a freak. No, I'm playing, but for real. Yeah. <laughs> JK, but like not JK. I have a friend who has a snake, and if I didn't really like this friend, I'd say she was crazy. Okay, but hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I would rather have a pet snake any day than like a pet cockroach. Ugh, cockroaches? Those aren't pets. That's, I can't get it out of my car. Like, the fact that people genuinely have, like, Madagascar hissing cockroaches just it does not sit right with me. They do? Yes, people have those as pets, girl, and they are huge. They're huge. Those aren't even cuddly. Like, like a hamster, okay, yeah, it's soft. A snake, I guess you can pet it, but a cockroach? They're disgusting and, like, oh my god. Oh, my God. I've seen people, like, put them in their mouths and let them play. No! Yes, girl. Freakazoid. Yeah. Girl, hold on a second. No! Everyone's just, like, listening to us. Like, girl, hold on a second. Let me send you this picture. No! I don't want to see! Wait, yeah, send it to me, though. Yeah, you're like, but I kind (laughs) of... I kind of I don't want to see it, but, like, I want to see a picture of, like, a dead man's face. (laughs) (laughs) Ew, this smells so bad. I want to smell it. Right, exactly. Did you find it? Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Man, man stuffed 16 cockroaches in his mouth. Why? Why? Yeah, why? It's mental illness in it, I'm telling you. Mental illness. It's just mental illness. I don't even kiss my dog. Oh, you sent me a whole link. I don't even kiss my dog. Oh my gosh! How did he get 16? That thing's huge! Girl, I know. 16, that's like, uh, what's that game where, like, you inhale marshmallows and oh, go to oh, the hospital? Um, oh, bunny. Yes. Oh, great. Oh, my gosh, no. Like, that thing looks like a tonsil in the back of his throat. <laughs> that's what I'm looking at. Ugh. My face is itchy. I just don't, like, understand why anyone would think, like, these are cute. Little wee-wee energy. A li- big little wee-wee energy. That screams big little wee-wee. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. Here, I would here. Um, here's, I don't even know, because I, I guess I don't even know. We need to come up with one. 
for like a girl because here's a female. We can't say men are trash because here's a female doing it too. I, girl, I thought this was a turtle at first. I thought it was a turtle. This girl's like seven years old, right? A girl. I don't know. I don't know. She doesn't look like she's having a good time though. Like the guys are into it. This girl's like. Maybe she's like doing it for a check though. Like fear factor. Yeah. I would I not do it. Do it for I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I'm sorry. Have you seen that show? Um, it's called Killer Karaoke, and they like do horrible things to you, and then you have to keep singing. No, I have not. And, like they'll, they'll dip you in like cockroach pits, and you have to keep singing your song, or like um, they put you in like really cold water with snakes, so the snakes all come up on you to stay warm, and you have to keep singing. Okay, but like I would be okay with that as long as they weren't like venomous snakes. Oh, I wouldn't stay off me. <laughs> Okay, but like seriously, okay, last picture and it's not in someone's mouth, but like just look how large this thing is. Okay, fine. (laughs) You got me. Oh my gosh. That thing is the size of my old chihuahua. (laughs) Oh my god. I'm telling you, girl, it's weird. Anything that can survive a nuclear blast, mm, no. I don't know. I kind of like water bears, but this thing... Yeah, it's a no for me. The government literally should have just made this their spies because no one would have wanted to get near them. Right. I mean, they probably would have been squished a lot more. But, oh my god, I didn't know what a water bear was, so I looked it up. They're cute, right? They're kind of cute. I mean, what is it, bacteria? I don't know. I mean, hmm. Interesting. I mean, I would much prefer a water bear in my hand over a cockroach. I think we are covered in water bears. Like, I think they... No, I think they are buddies. They can live in outer space. Okay, cool. Oh, no, they don't live live on humans. Okay, but listen. I was going to say something. I forgot. Oh, unpopular opinion. I do not like caterpillars. Really? Really. I think they're kind of cute. I... mm, Something about a worm. I just can't do it. I had a pet grasshopper for like four years. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, ma'am. I I took it camping. When it like snowed outside, I like um, grew grass in the basement. And when it died years later, I buried it in its grass. Ma'am, what's wrong with you? I I would would, like put a bungee cord around the, um, the cage and I'd put it on my skateboard and would walk. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't stand grasshoppers or crickets or praying mantids or really any bug in general, especially ones that can fly or jump. Um, I don't think fireflies are cute or lightning bugs, whatever you want to call them. Mm-mm. I think I like gravely injured Olivia. That was her name when I caught her because she could never really fly again. Like, and she can't hop very fast either. So I'd like let her out of the cage to play. And she was always like easy to catch. Uh, that's gross. I'm telling you, I freak out over it. I mean, forget someone holding me at gunpoint. My biggest nightmare is a freaking bug. One time I had lice for like six months. Did How how was that experience? Did it itch? (laughs) Yeah, it was terrible. I lived in a house with like six people and we all had hair down to our waist. Dang. So, like, one of us would finally get rid of it, and then another person would have it. We'd have to start the whole process over. Mm, That would suck. Yeah, it was, like, a no-couch policy. Everyone had to stay in their room. We tried everything, and we just couldn't couldn't do it. So I ended up cutting my hair off. 
Like, I know that people say bugs are there for a reason, but I'm telling you, you cannot tell me a good reason why fleas exist, bed bugs exist, nothing. Ugh, hate it. I can't do also, it. Also, lice a lot of clean hair. I swear I'm not disgusting. <laughs> the cleaner your hair, the more the lice like to live there. Okay. <laughs> okay, but like, I think I'm safe. <laughs> oh, I man. wash my hair. Okay, well, well that's that. Thanks for tuning in to our um a bug's life episode over here. Bug facts. Yeah, fun facts. Oh. Fun fun bug facts. Yes, fun bug facts. Um Hashtag. and the thing you should take away is that Kel had a pet grasshopper and Ashlyn would rather die than have a pet grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the title. Correct. Perfect. I love when we can just workshop it on the spot. I know. We're dedicating this episode to late Olivia, though, because she died and I miss my grasshopper. In memory, yes. Mm-hmm. Miss maybe you. maybe Olivia would have been the only grasshopper I would have liked. I don't know. I think I, like like I said, gravely injured her. And that's exactly why I would like her. That she wouldn't be jumping <laughs> I everywhere. I was a kid. I didn't know. Girl, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I mean, if it, if it don't want to hop don't hop that's cool with me <laughs> all right so what's our email so we can send you pictures of bugs yes get out of here at gmail.com send in your stories so i can tell y'all about my abdu- maybe a dup- abduction story so i can give y'all all once, the good deets once we get three listener stories i'll come up with a creepy story i have a whole bunch i'll have to pick one and then you can tell your abduction story and that'll be five stories and that'll be perfect yes that would be perfect so please write in and we will also post um the picture of the cute old man that kel sent me on instagram at get outer here um and i'll also post the picture of the infamous automatonic pigeon blueprint because <laughs> it's a thing it is a thing it's and a that thing. is a i that's the way you i can explain it it is a thing yes correct Okay, All guys. Right. Well, thanks for listening. And um, yeah. Get here. out of here because I'm about to go do it. <laughs> Get out of here, guys. Bye, y'all. Bye.